just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters from around the globe. Welcome to the latest edition of the Robin Callie Show. I'm Callie Alpert, here with my dear friend and brother from another mother, Robbie Kay. What's up, y'all? Good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to something new <laughs> on the Robin Kelly Show. Yes. We've, we've now expanded to an hour. We are fortunate enough to have a really cool intern working, working with us. And we now are starting a brand new series. We are. And it's called, when do we decide we're titling it? Real Real Interesting Interesting People. And so we're very excited that tonight, for the first time in the year and a few weeks that we've been doing this show, we have a third microphone in the studio. And we will be looking forward to introducing our very special guest shortly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly what's <laughs> going to happen. That's the plan, everybody. Now, we don't know if this will go according to plan, but we think it'll be fine. But if you do want to call in and join the conversation at any time, the number is 877-480-4120. If you're a real interesting person, feel free to call in. Absolutely. Definitely. And if you're not, but you want to be or you're aspiring to be, you can call in, too. That's no right. No pressure. Yeah. This is, um, and it is, it's exciting for us on many levels because, number one, we just feel like we're trying to graduate to new things so the fact that we were able to announce our first you know experience our first hour last week Mm. announce our new intern last week and now tonight we have our first official guest and this is a conversation we've been having for a good long time because my comfort level has always been as an interviewer that's just what I've done professionally for many decades Mm -hmm. and um so i'm happy well i'm cheating a little bit but technically this is the first night ever that i've walked in really with no notes because the idea of having a third body here just brings me a whole new sense of excitement and comfort and you got nothing brother i have not even a piece of paper in your hand i was thinking today about writing notes (laughs) and i'm like we're just gonna sit around and talk like i don't even know what and the topic is pretty general where i just have like a basic theme to talk about anyway and i was like I think we're just going to sit down and hang out and talk. Yeah. So, and we've gone through so many different conversations about the types of guests we want to have. I've still been caught up a little bit in my Hollywood thing, and they've got to be of a certain, you know, place in the industry. Callie is waiting on Oprah. She hasn't (laughs) contacted her back yet, but she's still (laughs) waiting for that call. In the, in the meantime, we decided that we would just have really interesting people that yeah. we met or we know. Yeah, and not because it's a compromise, because it's a conscious decision that everybody's got a story and everybody's got something interesting to say. Yeah. So I'm letting, you know, this is a whole process of me letting go of all my, you know, my inner Hollywood. Yeah. Right? You've been teaching me that over this last That's year. That's right. You're a, reco- a recovering Hollywood employee. <laughs> yes, I am on many <laughs> levels. But we don't need to get into that tonight. Um, so speaking of not working in ho- <laughs> not working for a while. Um, um, so tonight's topic is a nice, uh, you know, super light and extremely unimportant to most people, um, which is the um, just the 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 topic of being happy, happiness, right? So I say that very facetiously. Obviously, this is something that I would say everyone on the planet aspires to. I would say it probably eludes way too many people that always, um, you know, want to be happy and what is happiness and are you happy? And it's a word that's on some levels almost lost a lot of its magic because it's bandied about so often. Um, I've always had a problem when someone's asked me flat out, are you happy? And not that I don't know what that feels like and haven't had plenty of joy and beautiful moments in my life and know what that feeling is. And now as I've gotten older, realize what it's really about and what kind of practice it requires to really try to find it. It's always a work in progress on that level. Mm -hmm. But I've never really liked that question when someone says, are you happy? Mm -hmm. I just, it feels, I don't know, a little too loaded for me. I've never handled that question well. Mm -hmm. As if it's like a condition rather than sort of a state of being, you know? Right. Yeah, and when I was thinking about the topic in general, I was thinking how happiness is usually, it is sort of a state of being. It's an attitude, you know, a lot of times for me. And I think when I was younger, I was basing my happiness on my environment and, you know, people and things and 
and instead of realizing that it starts on the inside with me. And I think our natural state of being as human beings is happiness. And not all the time, but I think most of the time that's our, our natural connection to the energy in the universe and just, you know, being alive. And I think as we get older through childhood and things like, things like that, then we start blocking that happiness or the happiness gets drowned out by a lot of darkness and wounds and things that, that just end up blocking that sort of joy in our life. And then we have to recapture that by doing the work and clearing the space and letting the light come back in and watering that joy all over again, you know, and that sounds really flowery, but it's true. It's like, for me, like, I don't know, like even coming for this show and we do this show, we get so happy at the beginning of the show and just being here. But I don't know if I could appreciate the simplistic joy of doing this show in a way had I not done a lot of the work before I got here. Right. Or known what it's like to feel not so happy. Yeah. Like to have that frame of reference too, I think is an interesting to have some sort of a barometer or comparison. Yeah. I don't know. I also, and I don't know, you know, I have no idea what the real answers to these questions are because it still eludes me more than I'd like it to, even though intellectually I know what the answer is. Mm -hmm. Actualizing it, having, you know, that sort of state in your body more than not is a thing. It's a practice. Mm -hmm. I believe that some people are, and you know, I've read a lot about this too. I think a lot of people are predisposed um, DNA wise to just sort of having a lighter energy being more light spirited yeah and some of us are born with heavier spirits and you know biochemical predispositions that make it a little harder to get to that even you know that sort of um say you know what's the expression I'm looking for but just sort of like that you know that um the the baseline yeah. you know of what that is yeah and then i think some of it's familial and some of it is your practice some of it's if you've gone through through really challenging times and you've come out of them you have a completely different frame of reference you mm-hmm. know i really i don't know no i i think you're right it is a lot of different components and different things to it and also i think it can be like outside stuff that also make us happy you know i think it's a balance of a lot of different things but i remember years ago after I had gone through a really tough depression, like real dark nights of the soul. And um, what's that, Robbie? So sometimes, <laughs> Callie, you feel really sad and you're in oh, pain man. a little and sometimes you cry and you got to get a box of tissues and then you get to the other side and you throw the tissues away and you go outside and play. Got, okay, thank you. So for it's kind of like that. I just Thanks. summarized like I don't know ten years of darkness <laughs> for me within a couple of sentences. And you want it so, like, and in dollars, like how right. much would that be? I'm just sort of curious. Uh, probably tens of thousands. Thousands. <laughs> and if anyone wants to put that on a bumper sticker, just give me residuals. That's all I ask. So what do you call it? But I totally forgot what I was saying. But no, but I think like um, so I'd gotten through the other side, and I remember saying to somebody, you know, I'm really happy, and they said to me, Oh, why? And I said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just happy. And it was like the first time in my life that I'd really gotten to a place where I was in a state of happiness just because I was happy. Yeah. That totally kicks ass when there's absolutely no attributable reason for it. Yeah. You want to talk about feeling like a rich man or a rich person, you know? I mean, it was, it was priceless. Yeah. It it still is. Yeah. Yeah. I love when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) You're like, Rob, (laughs) remind me that that's going to happen again. When does that happen? No, I do know what that feels like. And that is a a treasurable, if that's a word, feeling when, you know, you really don't have. And often I'll find myself asking other people and I say, how are you doing today? Excellent. Amazing. And I'm like, first, I'm like, screw you. No, I'm not. Um, But then I ask them why. Because sometimes it's so effervescent and, you know, I'm so conditioned to seeing people attributing their emotional state to their circumstances that often it's tied to something. And when it's not, it's a pretty magical thing to hear from somebody. Yeah. You know, they just are. Yeah. They've just sort of done the work or practiced. Yeah. Isn't it nice when you can really get to a place in your life where you just appreciate those moments where it doesn't have to be this big, huge thing in your life? You know, I mean, getting the great job is great. Getting the girlfriend or boyfriend is great. You know, getting the new house is great. All that stuff is great and really exciting. And it does make us happy. Momentarily, it does. Yeah. And and also at the same time, it's so valuable when we can just appreciate being in the moment and the little things in life that make us happy as well. So should we, with that, should we introduce our, I think our we special should. guest? 
Yes. All right. So I'm very, I'm very excited about that. I know it's, and we're sitting here, we're talking like right back, you know, we're looking at him as we're talking. And so it's about time we bring him into our conversation. Um, so this is, as we said earlier, our, our real interesting people series is what we're going to call it because somehow having a label <laughs> makes me feel better about things. So that's everybody <laughs> indulging me and, in, you know, our big marketing strategy. Right. So the hashtag is real interesting people, just to let everybody know. Go ahead. Dot com, hashtag, dot com, whatever. Um, so our first guest is Buck Cannon, who I met. Um, he works as a bartender in Long Island at a, um, a pretty shishi Asian fusion restaurant that I've had the pleasure of going to a few times because my um, sister and brother-in-law live out there. And we, um, we were sitting there talking, and I was watching you just, it was a very, very busy night. And I was watching you just sort of being extreme and, and experiencing it myself, being very present despite how many direct, uh, directions you were being pulled in. You had a great attention span and a real presence of mind. And then my brother-in-law told me that you um, were writing some books or were very much into the subject, the, the topic of happiness and finding your happiness and finding your joy. And that was enough for me to, you know, to want to talk to you. So, um, and your microphone's on, so now you can, you know, Hello feel free. Everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's so nice to have you here. Um, so I guess, I mean, we want to start, I would like to, and we, I don't know a lot about you, and we know little bits and pieces, which is kind of fun, too, to kind of um, discover and uncover as we go. What does the word happy mean to you? How do you resonate with that word? There's a nice, easy question to it's start. It's a perfect question to ask. And I, I find that my personal philosophy is language-based. So just by asking what is happiness is the beginning. Because to not have a proper definition of it is to just walk through a conceptual wilderness and not have specific answers. And until we have a definition of that word, what is it? And it's funny, I just wanted to make a comment based on your original statement of when people ask you, are you happy? You have a reaction of, hmm, I don't really like that question. But the question is why? why Am I going to get free analysis tonight? Because I'm kind of excited about why that. Why don't you like that question? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I can articulate it. Callie's not a very happy person, <laughs> just in general, I can tell you. I mean, as her laugh is telling you, she's just not that happy. So we're trying to help her. We're doing a lot of different things. I think because, um, yeah, I have to think about that. I don't know if we have time before the commercial break to get back to you. Probably because there's something sort of... Um, it, it feels like when someone asks that question, it's tied into the constructs. I think there's a lot of pressure attached to that question. I'd rather give that um, that word a little less weight and just look at it as something that flows like waves in and out of your life where you have your moments and you don't. Um, maybe it's semantics. Um, I think we need to dig a little deeper into this because we're going to go to a break in a second. But I would say that it's probably because there's so many people, maybe especially in this country, that aspire to that word and spend so much money on that word and spend so much time trying to figure out what that way, you know, that um, I don't want to be a part of that mainstream conversation. I think maybe it's a little bit of that as well. It just feels pressureful to me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't well, know. Well, we're, we're going to explore <laughs> this even more when we come back yes. from the break. If you want to call in, the number is 877-480-4120. We'll be right back. <laughs> Here's the problem with this show. We never have fun. We never laugh. And that's a lie. <laughs> so anyway, welcome back to the Robin Catley Show. Welcome to our Real Interesting People series. We're kicking it off tonight with our guest, Buck. And if you want to call in and join the conversation, the number is 877-480-4120. During the break, we're all talking about, I don't know, well, what is happiness? I don't know, what is it to you? And then we just started laughing. So yeah, here well, we are. Well, that's it. So you, we left off where you were asking me, Buck, why it is that that question, are you happy, has always been uncomfortable to me. And I don't, I'm don't. i going to work on that. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll have an answer for you. But why is it an important question for you to ask? Well, and feel free to analyze if you want. Yeah. I could use some free I therapy. It's fine. I'm going to do my best to analyze, actually. Um, <laughs> that, because that's why I brought a guy here that we barely know, <laughs> is for me to get some free therapy. <laughs> 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 no, nope. part is you asked me if I'm open to answer things. I, I know. think we're going to reverse it. Yes. Um, when you, when you want to know something or when you don't have the answer for it, what's the first thing you do? You have to ask, what is it? 
what is the nature of happiness? Is it something that floats externally from us or is it something that we generate? I'm sorry. Well, I think we need to start from the basis. What is happiness? So let's try to answer that. And my first response would be that it is a total sum. It is a compounded emotion. First, we must establish, is it emotion? Is it a psychological feeling? Right. Don't they say it's because I actually looked it up before we mm-hmm. came just so I could have a little frame of reference. <laughs> just in case You're I like, a little tongue tied. Siri, what is happiness? <laughs> Siri, are you happy? <laughs> I do not understand the question. You know what yeah. she said? She's like, ask Cortana. <laughs> she said, she told me to screw off. No. Um, and it's re- they, it, they define it as a, just a, a, a state of emotional or mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And right? what do you think about that? Do you think it is an emotion? Or do you think it's an energy external from ourselves? Well, technically, I think it falls into the category of emotion. Right. Um, but I do think as I've gotten older and hopefully wiser that it's just an, an energy that you kind of carry with you to deal with everything that's thrown at you. Just sort of a, a place of inner peace, a place of quiet inside of you that gets, that's, that's not affected by your circumstances. I just realized yeah, something. Yes, so you in the front row. Oh, my God. You know what you I think it is? No, I think it's like a level of emotion like lightness and darkness and so happiness is when we reach like a peak level of lightness so it's almost like an audio level but it's an emotion that goes high to happiness well i think there's different levels of it right i mean absolutely degrees of it yeah and and if you were to have a state of happiness maybe to increase that degree would be joy and maybe to decrease it would be to be content right right? to be semi-satisfied right and to continuous uh, to work your way downward the scale, it would go from discontent to sadness to deep depression, right? That's there has to be a scale, right? It's yeah. a continuum. Yeah, right. I think that there's you forgot a the bliss on the other side when really bliss, right? That's an really extreme happiness. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just said when you have a really good night and you got a lot of like oxytocin floating in your brain, but that's not real happiness. That's just chemicals. Mm-hmm. But it does make you it happy. Does <laughs> So with that, go ahead. What, what were you, uh, you going to say? Now, it's say? funny you mentioned chemicals. What does happiness come from? Chemicals do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Will happiness spawn just naturally, or is it, right. is it a product of the effort of one's action? Uh-huh. Wow. Is it a product that you can generate? And this is really what I've been working on. Can you find the right concepts of what happiness is, make all the proper adjustments philosophically, and produce it? Uh-huh. By virtue of action. Mm-hmm. Is that a possibility? And my, my personal answer is yes. I uh-huh. believe I can. Interesting. But now, and that begs the question, too, before we get into, because I want to hear a little bit more about your story. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're the new host here, Buster, because you're doing a really good damn job. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, but um, I do think, I wonder, too, if it has to do with like a predisposition, because how much of it is chemicals, right? Because serotonin and oxytocin and dopamine do you know are the sort of happy um what's it uh, happy centers or whatever. yeah happy center the chem mm. the chemicals that, mm. that create happiness in your in your body and your brain right so you know i don't know if um you're suggesting that if we had a way to generate that a little bit more naturally or if it is just by you know i don't i'm not sure you're well, the you're the you're philosopher you're, you're the street philosopher and I, I forgot i'm to trying you that i'm way. trying to get off the streets but <laughs> you mentioned the chemicals but these chemicals respond to things and being that we're human we respond to concepts so if our concepts are aligned what they do is they generate responses in our brains you can't just be born and not have the ability to be happy considering that we need concepts in order to generate sadness happiness all sorts of emotions so my point is, if the concepts are correct, and by correct I mean that which aligns with nature, then it's a better probability that you're going to achieve happiness as compared to just hoping that maybe it'll strike you from time to time. My point is, with the right concepts, you can control and conduct your happiness, and that's really what I've been working on. So what does that mean now? If we back that up a little bit and try to ground that for people that are listening, um, what does that mean in terms of how you spend your day? And how you get aligned with yourself in a way. Because didn't you tell me that, you, that I'm, you're the happiest guy that I could possibly know? 
If you, you scour you the planet Earth <laughs> for the next thousand years, I don't believe you'll find anyone happier. That is a very <laughs> big claim. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I, I got to tell you, Buck, I can give you a run for your money, but <laughs> I believe you're happy. I, I can see it. That is a really, that's a huge superlative, a big, big, big claim. Yeah. Okay, so how does that come to be in your daily life? And, it, and how, do, how do you practice, how is that applicable? How do you practice that every before day? Before I practice it, I had to go back to when I was not happy. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm so confident in the idea that with the right concepts, one can achieve happiness and generate it consistently by practice is because years ago I was in a chaotic, irrational state. I was utterly confused about the world, about my place within it until I started to properly think, until I started to align my concepts and put them in logical order and make sure that each one of them was durable and, to, and, and able to be tested against reality. And they seemed to be pretty solid, the same way a, a building would be structured and consistently aligning my concepts with the nature of reality and building upon those concepts with greater concepts that would be supported by the principles that I began to develop and hold, I started to realize, holy cow, this is really working. I think much clearer. I have a better grasp on my own self within reality. And every day as I continue to practice this, and live by these principles, I found myself happier and happier and happier. So can we go back to the shitstorm part Let's of go. your life? Because <laughs> I like to the give that storm. a little bit of play as well. And I want to hear, because these are great teases for the special. Clearly you have the special sauce. We'll have to see if we're going to pry it out of you or not. I think I do. But how do you, um, what were you going through that was chaotic and difficult for you? I what were some of like the darkest, most difficult parts of your life? You know what? As I go back even to my early childhood I was always confused I would watch everybody who seemed to know what they were doing everybody seemed to have everything figured out they knew how to dress they knew how to talk to each other they knew what to do and I was just sitting here quiet with my mouth shut and my ears open and I would just watch and listen and I just didn't understand it I didn't know how everyone had a grasp on things and I just had no clue I was utterly confused the principles that I was being taught didn't seem to make sense to me but I kind of followed them because I was being told to until I got old enough to be on my own, and then I was just in Crazyville. I could not figure out anything. So what did I do? In the search for happiness, we go to bars, and we go to try to pick up chicks, and we go to try to do all these, anything that will give us some sort of satisfaction in life, yet these things never satisfy us, do they? For the moment, they do, like you mentioned, but ultimately, what happens? We find ourselves deeper in this, this dark void, and what do we do to get out, and can we get out? What does it take to get out? And I realized the answer at this point was proper thinking. So I stopped everything that I was doing. I looked at everything that I thought about and I started to discard everything that no longer made sense to me. No longer that seemed to comply with reality. So you're um, in whatever your drugs and drinking of choice where you were imbibing too much, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. and, And medicating. Yes. And that got you into a dark place complete completely irrational actions breeding irrational actions like dogs breed dogs yeah one irrational action would breed a litter of irrational actions yeah right kind of it's snowballs like that Mm -hmm. and then did you have somebody for that that real crucial point to sort of turn you into the other direction before we get to the direction in which you decided to go i absolutely did and who was that person i had a very famous bodybuilder a philosopher scientist who I paid to have a consultation with over the phone. And he basically just spent about an hour insulting me. And did <laughs> is that the, called tough love? Yeah, or he, 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 he did the verbal equivalent of, of smacking me in the face and said, I have an idea. You're an idiot. Go read this book and call me back. What was the book? The book was, uh, was an amazing philosophy book called The Virtue of Selfishness. And that was, that's what just changed my entire life. And it helped me to start organizing my thoughts and start from scratch and start putting things together in a proper order. And ever since I've done that, ever since he did that, I have never looked back. So you find that your happiness has been based on the fact that you've learned a way of life of getting out of yourself more and trying to contribute rather than take and focus on your own selfishness and yourself. Correct. But I do want to say before we continue with that, because the word selfish is so 
horrendous to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a con- that's what, a complicated word. What, too. what I want to get be- before we build upon that is mm-hmm. I want to clear up the idea of the book is controversial in, in nature, saying that for everything around us to be great, we need to focus on us. And that's it. There's no negative implication. There's no concept behind it telling you to step on other people in order to get what you want. This is strictly about developing who you are and becoming better in order to live a better life. And that's the basis of the book. So I, don't, I didn't want to pass over that word selfishness as if we all need to be mm-hmm. brutes. The virtue of self- The virtue of selfishness. Ishness. Yes. And Sam is sitting here nodding his head because very, he knows all these very things. Very famous book. Yeah, and I'm not familiar very with it. Very controversial book. Oh, so, yeah, oh, so I totally misunderstood. I thought it was like the opposite where it's like you try and... So you're saying there is a virtue to selfishness and focusing on yourself. I get yes. it. It takes me a while sometimes, people. It takes me a long time, believe me. <laughs> he actually just got here. He just, you know, he was that was his doppelganger. So no, I'm just kidding. He's sitting in the chair. <laughs> yeah, so also, but you're saying that happiness is also based on your thinking and watching what you're thinking. Correct. But ultimately, I, I think that happiness is an end. And what are the means to get there? No matter what we're doing, whether we're drinking, whether we're doing drugs, no matter what we're doing, even even if you're a nutcase, even if you're out there killing people, you're trying to satisfy something within you. As, as irrational and disgusting as it may be, you're yeah, trying to degrees, accomplish obviously. some sort of of satisfaction, some sort of happiness in, in your efforts. But the key is, it's not a subjective concept. One man's happiness isn't another man's, um, you know, isn't killing somebody while another one you got what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there's an it's objective an principle example, behind it. But yeah. It's a very extreme example. Yeah. But my point is, no matter what we're doing, we're trying to achieve some sort of happiness. We're trying to achieve at least a little bit of it, right. whether no matter how bad we, right. we are. Or maybe just trying to indulge that which we think serves us. And again, some of this is semantics, right? Mm-hmm. But it's whatever we think feels good, fills something up, satisfies a craving, is some reflexive unconscious desire that we have to to you know to have some need met um and so there's so many different versions and levels and layers for you know what that means um we're going to take a break before we do that i'd like to invite everybody to join us if you have a question for our street philosopher as i'm calling him tonight back um if you'd like to share a story or ask a question please join us 877-480-4120 and we'll be right back hey everybody Welcome back to the Robin Callie Show. Tonight we're doing our Real Interesting People series kickoff. We got Buck in the studio tonight. We're talking about happiness. Because well, I'm happy. I was singing that in the shower before I got day. here. It was annoying the hell out of me. I love Pharrell, but that song was annoying me in my head. I love that song. It makes me happy. Anyway, so um, <laughs> what do you call it? If you want to call in and join the conversation, what is happiness to you? Do you have a story about how you went from being sad to happy, went through some tough times, and now you're happy? Feel free to share the numbers 877-480-4120. I want to talk about the highs and lows in life, though, because that's one thing I've learned in life, that when I was younger, the lows would be really low, and the highs, which I thought were happiness, were really high, and it was this total roller coaster ride. And then it's like, as I got older, I, I learned to really appreciate the times where I was just coasting, you know? And now it's like happiness to me is, I guess I could call it just being content. You know, I'm just content, Definitely. you know, things are good. I, I don't need all the bells and whistles or cash and prizes all the time. Those are nice. <laughs> They're great when they come. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just nice sometimes again, I think what I was talking about before where I can be in the moment and be like, you know, I'm pretty content. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Cause that being in the moment thing cannot be overstated. I mean, it really is. So, and I'm even, th- I had a conversation today with somebody who's sort of a new friend slash kindred spirit. And, you know, he's, he's often reminding me of that and the ways that he does that just to really bring it down. Cause that's what it is. It's sort of like these, um, um, Timothy Leary used to call them like the eternal, um, eternal present. Those, and a lot of the, a lot of it at the time was attached to his drug experimentation, but that's not the part I'm referring to. The expression, though, I really love, and it really has to do with when you feel like you're just so present and what's going on, that everything in that, there's nothing wrong with that particular moment. 
power of now there's a million books that speak to this but I do think like these points we're talking about in terms of the different layers because I mean I love I used to be more of a bliss I'm still a bliss chaser and a hedonist and I love the idea of feeling blissed out but I also know that that's not um, realistic to feel every day and it's also nice sometimes just to feel like things don't suck if you've gone through a tough time and that middle space is almost like what I get to when I'm meditating which is just that you know where you dig underneath the water of the ocean where the waters are still and quiet and there's really nothing um, perturbing you and the waves aren't really happening down there and the currents are chill Mm. so that when everything else is bombarding you you're not really reacting or feeling it that to me is sort of a level of happiness that I that's realistic for me every day that I aspire to I should say I don't feel it every day um, but you, Buck, you wanted to get back to something we were talking about earlier. Um, no, I don't know that any of us remember. We were just talking about how a lot of things and actions that people take when they're in sort of a maybe not the most rational place in their life, th- and they, they're seemingly pursuing happiness, but it's coming in forms that are just reflexive ways of indulging like their unconscious desires, and they're not necessarily healthy roots to happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Did you want to say I more did. to that? I did. In fact, it's funny you say that because when you go back to the dark periods, when you're drinking like an animal and smoking and doing everything you possibly can to evade reality, to evade the sadness that you're experiencing or, or chaos or depression, where do you go from there? If you don't know what this word means, what do you do? So you pretty much try to find it anywhere and when you look around you see everybody having a blast over there so you figure that must be it there's the church of happiness it's a bar (laughs) but it doesn't work that way my point is until we have a specific map made of a country it is wilderness and until we have a map made of this particular state it is wilderness and if we don't understand our own emotions and the range of emotions that we have then we are literally walking through wilderness hoping not to be killed and hoping that maybe we'll find something of value. Not to get lost, not yeah, to get too unfamiliar, but we shouldn't, not to free fall. Not to free fall and not to trip over something and, and, and find yourself in a terrible state. But why should we just depend on hope when we, if we put forth the action and define it a bit and figure out the nature of what happiness is, why can't we just do that and then say, holy cow, wait a second. If this requires this and that requires that, if I put that together and work for it, I can actually slowly achieve it. That's the way we've always discovered things. That's the way we've always learned how to take fire instead of burning us. If we learn how to use it, we could forge steel with it. And it's the same thing with happiness. So are you suggesting, and I know we are ramping up to, we'll get to, because I know yes, you've ma'am. been writing a lot about this, and you have, I guess it's, it's yes. four books. It's a four-book series. That we want to yes. talk about, because we're very we'll intrigued it. by the titles of these four books. <laughs> I know a lot of what you're saying is um, taking us in that direction. Before we get there, though... Um, are you suggesting then that the idea of um, achieving happiness has a, I don't want to say mathematical, calculated is not the right word, but more of an intellectualized pursuit? Yes, there is ma'am. like a way to sort of do it, plan it, yes, figure it out. A hundred percent. And that's interesting to me because my version is probably the opposite mm-hmm. of that, which has to do with letting, with not being in your head and I say all this with respect because I don't no, even know what your theory is yet because <clears throat> that's the beauty of not doing, knowing too much <laughs> about our guests before they show up. Um, but for me, it has more to do with getting out of the thought, shedding the brain, shedding all the constructs, <clears throat> pardon me, getting more into the heart, more into just the moment of you know space and stillness that has to do with everything but my brain. So are you suggesting that that's the only way that works is to do the opposite? I am suggesting that if you don't do it, this way then we leave it to chance and to leave something to chance is quite dangerous if we sit there in hopes and there's so many people out there right now sitting in their apartments and they don't leave and they're just hoping that some perfect specimen knocks at the door and comes and gets them you're looking at her now <laughs> right we, we, we've, we've all experienced this but we all know that if we're sitting there giving therapy to somebody who refuses to leave their house yet hopes that somebody's going to show up and fulfill their lives our first proper responses get up and get out and go pursue something greater and my point is this no matter what it is in human history anytime we've found something or discovered something that has led to invention it's because we had to figure out what it was specifically and happiness should not be any different in fact it should be more important 
if I ask somebody what is the what is Target or what is Walmart, they'll give me a very accurate definition across the board. Don't don't knock our sponsors. Be very careful. Thank you, they Walmart. Pay us lots and of money now. We're talking millions <laughs> we, of dollars. <laughs> no, they don't actually right now, but. And I digress. If, not, not yet. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. And if I ask you guys, and, I, and believe me, the reason I say this, because I ask myself over and over again, and because I had no answer, what is love? What is happiness? What is peace? Even the dictionaries can't define this. And I find this to be ridiculous. I find this to be ridiculous that we could f- travel to space, that we could have computers in our pockets, and that we could be broadcasting this show, yet not have a proper definition or a structure or a recipe mm. to finding this amazing sense of inner peace this beautiful sum of what we all strive to be and it's even biological our nervous systems are set up to experience happiness from pleasure and pain right our emotions from happiness to sadness conceptually morally from goodness to evil there there is a there is an alignment here there's no reason to leave it to chance that's my point Mm -hmm. So going back to what you said earlier, you were introduced to this book by this bodybuilder, uh-huh. martial philosopher. Art, philosopher. No, he was a philosophing <laughs> scientist. I was going to add yes. a bunch of different hats: to him. <laughs> scientist, philosopher, bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And you read that book, and um, how did that take you out of your dark space? It told me that <laughs> I am not allowed to rely on whim or chance or anything. That I actually have. And a power called the brain, uh, a greater power called the mind, and I could actually create and understand what values are and pursue them. And the more I did so and the more I understood what my values were, and to go back to what you said about being conscious of things or, or not being conscious of it, if we don't know what we're pursuing, then we're not really pursuing anything. And if we don't have a definition of or, 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 or a list of things that we want in life, then what are we doing? We're just walking around mindlessly hoping, yet again, that something comes and saves us or grants us some sense of fulfillment. So let me ask you a question. What is happiness to you? It is the total sum of a heightened emotional state. And I believe that it's the combination, the way that sake and vodka would come together in a shaker be shaken and poured now into a you're glass. Revealing, you're revealing my secrets. My I favorite am. cocktail. Her favorite cocktail. It's got a very nice memory. So happiness, it's only me which is one the new of name. Them, two yeah. of them, maybe. It's the new name of that cocktail. It's happiness. When you have, <laughs> I believe, self-generated love and self-generated pride, which pride being the psychological reward of accomplishment. When you have these two running concurrently together, when you are chasing something that you want and getting that which you want. All of a sudden, you start to feel this amazing sense of satisfaction, and that satisfaction grows. And the deeper those values are, and the greater your achievements become by achieving those values, you start to slowly build this amazing momentum of contentness, satisfaction, all the way up to happiness, and eventually, throughout certain achievements that you achieve, Mm. joy Mm. and bliss. So, but isn't that external? That is. Isn't that external? So internal. Okay, so maybe it's just semantics. I'm just trying to understand what an example would be of when you say hmm. achievement. Because I understand the energy, because I would say, just to um, play devil's advocate here, that, um, you know, sometimes, I don't know that it's leaving it up to chance, but sometimes I aspire to a feeling or an energy of something. And I've got plenty of goals and aspirations and things and on lists, and I spend plenty of time thinking about all that. But I also think there's something to be said for aspiring to like an energy and a feeling. And from that um, launches circumstances that sort of follow in suit. I so, well, right? is it, I think it's both, though. I think you're both right. That it's like we talked about earlier in the conversation. It's really everything working together, you know, and it's levels of that. And it sort of depends whether it's inside or outside. I think it all affects each other. I mean, yeah. not, not to get too deep, but I was curious and I, I want to hear about the books as well. I was curious. Can you give me some specific examples of things that make you really happy? Yes. Waking up. That starts. That <laughs> just starts All it right. off. And I mean, that's the end of our show, everybody. When, when you want to hear about happiness part two, please tune back and we will get to after Buck wakes up. Going to sleep. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's it's so simple. Literally starting up and knowing, being conscious, being aware, being in the moment of being alive. This already starts me off on a great note. 
to know that the things that I have in my life I have acquired through effort, not by chance. I have the most amazing system of people around me that I've acquired by effort, not by chance. Although maybe we've come across each other by chance, but our relationships developed sure. based on effort. Yep. And if I could divert just for a second and go back to this particular show, you guys have, according to you, you've been talking about this for so long. You've been saying that you wanted an hour show, that you wanted to start interviewing other people. And now that you have it, you've had those values, those goals a long time ago. And slowly but surely, you've done the effort to get to this point. And you know that you even have greater ambitions beyond that. But you've achieved a lot of your values. And you're, I could tell that you're proud of those values. Guess what? When you guys are here and I'm looking at you guys, looking at each other in each other's eyes and Sam being here, you guys are really happy in this moment. Oh, thank God. Am I correct? Yeah. I'm so glad the, I'm well, so glad the happy doctor's given us the science That's right. That's right. No, thank we, you we for, your, thank you for your blessing. Yeah. And I do want to say that because we have a foundation of real sincere appreciation for just being here, that's how everything grows. I think that's how you get more happiness and more of what you want when you appreciate what you already have. And that's why when that music plays at the beginning of the show and we're looking at each other and I wink at her and we start smiling and giggling it's because we really appreciate just the happiness from that so if you want to call in the numbers 877-480-4120 we're going to take a break and we'll be right back for our last segment and welcome back everybody to the Robin Kelly show we have our special guest for our first incarnation or I shouldn't say incarnation our first Show our first, what's the word I'm looking for? Our first uh, show, our first episode of our Real Interesting People series with our street philosopher and friendly bartender, Buck, who is imbuing us with his knowledge and insights about happiness and aspiring to be happy. Thank you. And um, if you'd like to join us, the number is 877-480-4120. So Buck was giving us a really great compliment and just talking about the show. If you can repeat that, Buck, during the break, what you said. I just wanted to tell the, the listeners what I'm experiencing here because I walk in and you could hear it on air, but when you see it, when you see the look in the, in the two of your eyes, um, you are connecting. You are seriously connecting and Sam is quarterbacking and orchestrating the whole thing, but you guys are like, are like in this amazing friendship together and you're actually doing something deeper than just that friendship. You're fortifying it. Um, and there's something really beautiful going on and I see it, I'm witnessing it and I gotta tell you, you had values, your values were basically, to, to summarize it, you wanted to be in a show together. Well, guess what? With that basis value, you started to put forth the effort. Every step necessary to take, you've been taking and slowly but surely it's been coming into fruition until we have now where, like you said, for a year you've been talking about doing an hour show and guess what, now you have it and you should absolutely be proud of your achievement because your achievement was based on the love that you had for what you wanted here Mm -hmm. and guess what, those two things together equate to what? Happiness. So that's a part of what, when you speak to your concepts of what it means, it's really, that's, this is an example? Yes, ma'am. It's a uh-huh. perfect example. In fact, if anybody out there, take a look at, just, just bring to, light of, to, to the light of consciousness what it is that you value. Put forth the effort to achieve that value and watch how those two things become this amazing harmony. Right. I think what I'm hearing is just like, which we talk about a lot and which I obsess about probably a little too much, which is getting it, being in a flow. doing something just sort of having knowing what your heart wants to feel like what you want to feel like Mm -hmm. things that matter to you people that matter to you things that serve you Mm -hmm. um that feel good and then taking the energy and the steps with a big picture in mind of whatever that is without too much attachment Mm -hmm. to start to make them happen and then as they start to happen there's no separation between the energy and the feeling and the actual circumstances that are perpetuating it right how did I do? Yes, Does that it's, sort of it's represent beautiful. where you're going with this? It's, it's beautiful. It's this amazing dance between what you want, what you have, and achieving it, and achieving more of it. It's a journey, and every single step will get you there. And every single step, you should, you should take pride in the fact that I just moved forward one foot. Ultimately, the end of that destination is my value. And every step, I am achieving that value. Therefore, the pride in each step and the achievement of that ultimate value by getting to the destination will yield that real sense of contentment. But the greater the value, 
the greater the achievement and the greater the state of contentment, leading it up to the degree of happiness. And if we find something even better than that, what happens? Bliss. Joy. We explode from bliss. Right? We, yeah. And I, yeah. And I also think it's important to, um, to mention here, too, that uh, it really is about the process and the journey. I appreciate what you're saying about the end result being that feeling of happiness that you want to achieve mm-hmm. um, and then staying in that space or yeah. something close to that space. But I also think it's about being in the actual experience of getting there, which is really important. Because then again, if you get too goal-oriented or too checklist-oriented, it kind of defeats the whole purpose, right? Defen- depending what your purpose is. Right, that's, yes. Right? Yes. That's, it's really that's neutral to yeah. your purpose. Yeah. So, Professor Buck, were you happy <laughs> yeah, really. when you got your doctorate? <laughs> well, I should get my high school diploma first. I'm okay. <laughs> do, you, do you have one? Do you I have it? Yeah. No, I was going to say. Yeah, you, of course. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to assume. You obviously got, don't need one listening to Buck. Yeah, it's you like, really I, don't, you uh, don't need one. Okay, hold on. Notes. I'm taking notes. <laughs> my get early diploma, my GED, was granted to me in 1990. Ah. Something. Okay. Nice. Are you looking it up? Oh, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out his phone. I thought he was like checking his I thought he was pulling out his degree. Here, I got it, all right? Would you get off my case? I got I it. Back. So let's talk a little bit while we have um, just our few remaining minutes. We'd like to hear a little bit about your, um, your, your books and their intention, and especially their titles, which uh, I can already see we're not going to have enough time for because they're quite... Um, they're they're captivating and slightly controversial, I say. Which is my intention. My first book, which should be coming out soon, is called Love is Meaningless. <laughs> now, <laughs> what an insulting title this is. Dun, the, dun, dun, uh. It's funny because I really want to talk about this really quick because of exactly our original point. Love has no proper definition. If I ask, and I've done this, I ask a thousand people, what is the definition of love, I've heard a thousand answers, none of which comply with each other. And I find this to be crazy because if I asked the definition of water or gravity, I'd get a perfectly sound definition from each one of them. And I found this to be so frustrating because I've always wanted to know what is love. So I put forth the effort to find out what is the nature of love. How do I know What does this affect me? How does this affect me? What can I do with it once I have it? What can I create with it once I achieve it? So my point is, love is meaningless means that, unfortunately, the word love has no proper meaning. And my intention is to give it that proper meaning. And if I achieve that, it should be put into every English-speaking dictionary around. With your picture. Well, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next book called? The next book is called... I will never be proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for those of you out there who had a flashback to your childhood because your parents said that to you, just take a deep breath and relax. We're going to get past this book to the next one soon. Go ahead, Bob. Now, is that like your id talking to your ego or what is that? No, this is me speaking to the rest of the world. And what my point here is pride is exclusive to the individual. It is the psychological reward of one's achievement. And... No matter what you achieve in life, no matter what you, what what your successes are, they're they are yours. It's exclusively yours, regardless of those who contributed to it. Any contributor would experience their own bit of pride. But pride is this beautiful thing that we have to ourselves. It's this one thing that no one can ever take away. It's this one thing that means so much to us because we had a value in the beginning, and so long as we did the effort, we achieved it. And that beautiful amazing nectar of success is called pride regardless of the conventional terms saying that it's a terrible thing no to feel proud of yourself is a beautiful thing because it means you've done something successfully right there's a little self-love in there so my point to saying I will never be proud of you is I can't be proud of you I can only be proud of myself and you can be proud of yourself and there's nothing negative about this this is a beautiful thing there's 7 billion people in this world and each one of them should be accomplishing things and feeling proud about themselves. So be your own audience, right? Thank is that you. all that matters? Yes, and your emotions will be that applause or that boo throwing tomatoes at you. It's going to give you the readout of whether you're being successful or not. Do you want to tell us the next two titles real quickly? The next two titles is, oh man, the third one will really get you. Hate Yourself. <laughs> these are the best titles Ah. i've ever okay wait so explain this one this is hilarious of course it's not (laughs) written yet so i don't want to misspeak but ultimately (laughs) we are brought up in a world to constantly 
say that I'm doing something for other people. Everything that I do is not for me, it's for you. Everything is for somebody else, but it's not true. When we do something, it is for ourselves. When I give a homeless man money on the street, I promise you, I'm not doing it because I have a gun to my head. I'm doing it because it makes me feel good. He is this amazing recipient. Hopefully it helps him out, but that's not up to me. It's not up to him to. It's not up to me for him to feel happiness. It's just my sense of power, knowing that I can contribute something to. But what does yeah, it have to, to do with hating yourself? That's a deeper subject. Well, the, but that. But so yeah. why are you calling the book hating okay, yourself? Okay, so we have such a tremendous population of people who don't have self-esteem. They follow these traditional, conventional ways. They get into the highway and they drive at the same speed as everybody else. And what happens? They don't really go anywhere. They just drive and they're stuck in traffic and they hate each other and they honk at each other. And my point is, the problem is yourself. You need to fix yourself. And if you are not happy, if you are going through life just following the motion, that just, just trying to get to what? Your coffin? Stop. And your checklist. Look at yourself. Do something different. You know what? If you're not doing anything successful, anything to yield real positive value and 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 you're not trading that incredible value then stop because yourself is terrible and you need to develop who you are all right so okay if you're such a, yeah go ahead all right and what's the fourth book the fourth book we might is, have to bring you back for a second i hour. hope that was my intention yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just one big tease this is just like the buck tease uh, for the next show all Buck's right, pretty smart job. there okay, you're and no dummy what's the last thank book you. the fourth book which will encompass the entire study of happiness in my opinion which will conclude the entire subject is the sad thing about happiness <laughs> yes. happiness is sad this is such a sad thing about happiness the saddest thing about happiness is the simple fact that we don't know what it is this is ridiculous that we we've gone so long and we do not know what happiness is this is a sad thing and it's i'm refusing to allow it to go any longer we need to know what it is in order to achieve it until we understood what gravity was we would make the most ridiculous things when people invent discovered fire they burn themselves until they knew what it was we can no longer walk through an emotional wilderness is my point well i have to say that i would say i'm proud of you for all those books but you say we shouldn't say Possibly. we're proud of other people but i am proud of you and i'm proud thank of you, you for being on our show and being thank the first you. guest it took a lot of courage <laughs> <laughs> for us and for him <laughs> for all of us uh, you know sam we all made it through so it's excellent so You're we awesome. are getting to the end of this episode and i do want to thank you buck for being on the show yeah, I, absolutely. It's been a pleasure to have you, and thank you for being our first guest. You guys are truly amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, and thank you for bearing witness to what we've been trying to do here. The fact that you're feeling our vibes is a really nice validation for us, so thank you for that. Yeah. Do we have any very quick takeaways that we'd like to offer to our people? I, I think, <laughs> no. I, for me, it's really just watch what you're thinking. Yeah. And your thinking affects your feelings, and that affects your vibe and how you're, you're feeling right. in and life. And to take little steps, keep your eye on the prize without attaching to all the external constructs and external checklists, right? Yeah. Just do little things from your heart that really grow and snowball to take you to a place of, of joy, bliss, happiness, contentment, yeah. whatever level we're looking for, yeah. right? Yeah. Gratitude is great. Be grateful for what you have, and you can get more of it. And if people want to contact you, Buck, how can they contact you? They can contact you guys because I will be on the next 12 shows. I'm on the <laughs> 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 Sounds good. That Let's made you <laughs> very happy saying that. I'm very proud right, of myself. Do you want to talk about our new um, arc? Yeah. Okay. So um, we have a new email. It's info at the com. If you want to be a guest, you have any topics you want us to talk about, you just want to give a shout out and say hi, you can reach us there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.